0: edition of host now now activates we are happy to have you good morning asha good morning toby thank you for joining us we are so glad to have you good morning everyone please tell your friends that we are live now so that we can get started um i'll be back in a few minutes and I'll be your host for today. So before we start, I'd like to give you an overview of everything we're doing. So firstly, we we'll have we have our two speakers here, Asha Deni and Toby Ashendi. Thank you for joining us, we're so glad to have you. So we have um, two, two speakers, we have keynotes from each speaker, 20 minutes, and then we have a panelist section where you can ask anything from our speakers relating to the topic, and they will do well to answer you. And then we have brief introduction of each speaker, which will take less than five minutes. And then we'll be out of here in one half 13 minutes. So please stay tuned, join us. And I hope you are with your pen and your paper so that you can jot down things that they will be sharing with us from their experience and from their own career aspect So, so my name is Kemi once again. Thank you for joining us. So let's start with um Toby Ashendi. Good morning Toby. Trust you're doing well. I would like to see your face there.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: Yeah. Good morning. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Yeah thank
1: you thank you for inviting me as well. Thank
0: you, I'm glad to be here. We are are glad to have you here sir. So I'll just read a brief of your profile and then I'll share the video. Please give me a few seconds, I'll be with you shortly.
2: Hello, my name is Joy
0: Akosa and I'm a digital marketer, popularly known as the social media doctor on Instagram. So I found out about DSMI on Google, where I was searching for knowledge
2: for digital marketing to uh, be able to build websites and to be able to do email marketing. I have always admired the way they send me emails. From the first day I went to their website, I wanted to know more about email marketing and Google
0: AdWords. So now I'm going back to Javel Media, and I'm going to start doing Google AdWords. But on the first class, I have started implementing everything that I was taught in DSMI, So the customer I have entered everything, I've started implementing it, and I'm happy to say I have made three times the money I
2: spent in DSMI, even just within the two weeks of into the training. So
0: I would advise prospects that have gone to their site and interested in the cost. Do not look at the money, do not just come because you will get what's more than your money. The, the coaches here are
2: wonderful.
0: I would like to make money too. <laughs> okay, so Toby Ashende is the CEO of DMSI. DMSI is Digital Marketing Skill Institute. According to him, he once said, people are constantly on the lookout for people with digital skills. Unfortunately, there's a huge gap between those who need the skills and those who have the talents to provide them. So join us today as we welcome Toby Ascheinde as he shared on positioning yourself to attracting global opportunities as an individual. Please, with a digital welcome, let's welcome Toby Ashende. You have the floor, sir. Thank, thank,
1: thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I'm happy that um, I get to talk about a topic that is also very dear to me, which is uh, how do you position yourself to attract global opportunity? And I mean, so first of all, I just want to come from the angle of, uh, you you made a quote. Um, so when you when come from the angle of, Um, being a global talent, right? If you want to assess global opportunity, I think the first step is you need to see yourself and position yourself as a global talent, as a talent that, you know, everybody wants. So why there are so many people, for example, um, I run a digital marketing uh, institute, and why there are so many people that say that they are digital marketers, right? But very few of them are actually talents, right? They're actually people that are good in 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 the job now. Unfortunately, also we also have good talents, right? That also have not been able to know how to position themselves adequately, right? right. So they have they're not they haven't positioned themselves in such a way that they would be able to have um, you know a, a more um, globalized um, uh, opportunity. Right now, I mean, when it comes to opportunity, also when you talk about global talent, you know, you you, you can you can be looking at opportunity from two angles, right? Um, opportunity in terms of career-wise, right, and then also I mean the recent vibe, which is opportunity in terms of Jaguar, in terms of the location, mm-hmm. right? Um, you 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 have um, I mean a lot of uh, I mean there are a lot of countries right now that have digital nomad um what they call it uh, opportunities where they give you visa to relocate that you can walk from their country and you know earn and 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 all that you also have um what they call it a lot of countries also that have um, the global talent um route which is where um with your skill you know they would give you a visa to come work and most of those global talent visas are also very very flexible. The UK has the global. They call it global talent. Um, um, even Canada has one, and America has one also called the O1 visa, right? So, so you can look at it from those two angles now. In terms of career wise, right? Um, you, when we look at, for example, I'm going to talk on the perspective of digital, right? When you when you're a digital talent, for example, you are not constrained to. I mean, just your location. So. We've seen uh, a lot of our, our students, for example, um, be in um, in Nigeria and work for companies in the US, in the UK, Canada, Australia, and the likes, right? Dubai and and so on, right? And which makes them earn in foreign currency, and that currency automatically, uh, you know, it makes more sense when you when you when you when you want to spend it in Naira, in Nigeria. So you so so you have. That as an opportunity in terms of global uh, opportunity. Now, in terms of global opportunity, also in that angle, there are two angles to it. Also, so you can either be working as an employee, or you can be working as a as a self uh, self um, self employed, right? As a self employed um, person, right? So you have those options, right, for you in the first place. But the real question is, okay, so how do I position myself? How do I assess this opportunity? What are the things that what are the things that they are looking out for? What are the things that are, um, what they call it, are of importance, you know, when it comes to uh, being able to attract or assess, you know, majority of this, uh, what they call global opportunities. So, I mean, I have a couple of points. Uh, I mean, my first point is the importance of focusing on results, Um, focusing on results, you know, so in in a different world in terms of, you know, Nigeria, Why some organizations in Nigeria, you know, even when you're trying to employ or do an interview process, or even before you get shortlisted they look at your CV and they're trying to look at the results that you have, right? But I've seen many um, uh, CVs, right? Or people that are actually talented when you actually get to know them, right? But they are not alighting the results that they've gotten, right? They are not, um, the result they've gotten. And so it's very, very important. at the first starting point is that if you're gonna be a, um, if you're gonna position yourself for global opportunity, you have to um, focus on what they call it, on results, focus on driving result. focus on driving, uh, focus on driving uh, uh, having actual figures, you know, that you can show to people, oh, I did these, I grew um, a social media page from zero, followers to uh, 50,000 followers within a month, you know, you have actual numbers, so which requires you to focus on, 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 on results. When you focus on results, it becomes, it becomes a lot much easier for you to be able to, uh, what they call it, present that to, uh, your, 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 uh, to be able to, to be able to package it in your CV, put it on your LinkedIn profile, you know, and when companies are. Looking for when you apply for international opportunities, you will be able to, you know, get their attention, right? Because now they are seeing that you have uh, what they call you have not just said you are a digital marketer or you are a digital talent. You are you you but you you you've gone one step ahead to show that you can actually drive um, what they call it results. Uh, and and one of the things that also that I, I, my second point is. And I know it's quite, you know, a lot of people might disagree to agree, but one of the things that, you know, for you to attract global opportunity is most people want you to not just be in your career, you know, just to make money, right? They want you to also contribute outside your your immediate career. So they want you to, for example, uh, do pro bono work. Right for non for profit for example, right. So that is that's 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 um, very very um, important, right? A lot of a lot of uh, global opportunities that you would want to you know want to assess would always want to know. Okay, so what have you you know what have you done you know what have you done outside? Have you I mean what have you done outside? Are you part of any association? Are you part of any um, NGO? Are you part of you know any organization trying to do make a positive change and also uh, what they call it impact into um, the, the, the the country uh, or the country you are in or, or the environment your immediate environment your local government and things like that so it's important to get involved it's important to to what they call it uh, do pro bono work because those things, uh, what uh, do matter. So, for example, at uh, the digital marketer, for example, I could uh, work with an NGO that maybe, for example, uh, they they try to get more people to donate blood, right? And I'm able to put together a marketing strategy, you know, uh, for free for that whatever. And that strategy eventually helps them to increase the amount of blood donations that they're able to get, for example, right? So those things, uh, things that will give you a standing edge, right above other people, right. So you want to understand that they those little little things they do matter and they make significant impact. So so you have to understand that, um, if you're going to a- assess global opportunity, especially even for example, most of um what they call it the, the talent um, visa opportunities, then you have to you know do things you know outside of your regular work. They understand and contribute to, to, to the society. Right. Now, one other thing that I, I think that a lot of people, I mean a lot of talented people, and I'm saying this because um, um, I mean we run a digital marketing company, a digital marketing institute, we train people and you know we also educate people on you know on on on, on how to assess global opportunities and things like that. And so, but when I get to have conversations with people that are really, really brilliant, you know, people that you we all admire and things like that. And you know, they want to, for example, they want to apply for uh, global, global talent uh, visa UK uh, technician, right? And then you start asking them, okay, so what are the things that you have to, you know, show all this your awesome works that you've done before in the past, right? And they struggle to even produce just one piece of evidence, right? So what I'm saying, for example, is that no matter how little or how small, from day one, you should start to document, right? So you took over, let's say, for example, you were, you were hired to, uh, to manage the social media page. Take the screenshot of the day you started work, you know, the numbers of people that were following you know, as I'm saying, three months after I take the screenshot, you know, document it, put it in a, you know, document it. You have to document all your achievements, your process, no matter how little, how small or how large it is, right? Because those things do matter and those things form your portfolio. So building a portfolio is it is it's like, like 98% very, very essential if you're going to be able to access um, global opportunity. And a lot of people will say, okay, so what if I'm in service? What if what I do? Um, The thing I do, you know, it's not digital, it's just service and things like that, right? There there are a lot of things that you can always, you know, document There's For every service, there's always a before and an after. There's always an experience as you could do call, you know, just always ensure that you document your achievements, you document your success, you document your processes, right? Because when it's time to, you know, in, in, in order to be able to, you know, get these global opportunities, then it's very, very important. That you have to understand that particular part. Right. Now, my next point is you have to be active. You have to put yourself out there. Right. Now, most people um, would say, oh, I mean, I'm a shy person, right? I, I don't like to, I don't like to be on the media. You know, don't put me in the media. I like my confidentiality, you know, and things like that, right? Well, that's fine. I mean, we're in a free world or we we believe that we are in a free world, right? And that's fine, you can have those opinions, but those opinions 80% of the time, you know, come back towards you, right, in the long run, right? So it's important that, you know, you have to be active online, you have to put yourself out there, right? You have to, you know, if you get the opportunity to be on, on the press, you know, embrace it, right? And, 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 and be out there, right? Because those things are things that, you know, they help, you know, so an interesting thing is, okay, so one, one question I ask people is, if I Google you, what comes out on Google, right, will I even be able to find you, right, or I would see one post on you insulting or laughing at one uh, nonsense tweets, you know, uh, or, you know, on, on, on Twitter, right, so, 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 you want to be out there, right? You want to be out there. You want to be deliberately out there. You want when people search you, you want people Google you. You know, one, one, one simple thing that you could easily do is that, oh, this is, you know, introduce yourself. Oh, my name is Trivia Shede. this is what I do and everything. I mean, if you want to know more about me, go on Google and search, you know? But, you know, and then people will be able to say, oh, wow, this guy is, you know, and likes of me. So, when you go for, instead of when you're assessing global opportunities, they would always do their due diligence, right, they would always, always do that due diligence, right, and that due diligence requires the easiest thing possible, which is typing your name on Google, right, so are you going to be there, or what they're going to find is you insulting a politician, or you, uh, what they call it, uh, you know, you just not being there at all, or just, you know, faffing around on the internet, so if you want to be a global talent, you want to position yourself, to attract global opportunities, then be out there, right? Be, be, um, be in the media, right? And that's something that is very, very important, right? Now, when we talk about attracting, right? So one of the ways to, the, one of the easiest ways to attract, so I'm gonna focus on the word attract now. One of the easiest way to attract is to, um, what do they call it? You know it's based on the previous stuff i mentioned earlier on which is for you to be out there right but in more essence is one of the best ways to attract is, is 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 really um what they call it being a thought leader right and what do i mean by being a thought leader i mean you are contributing your knowledge you know to all that people right so you are either writing, managing a blog, which there are a lot of platforms today. You have Substack, you have Medium, and the likes of it, right? You can be putting out content, you know, that are useful, right, for your industry on those platforms. Now, you know, one of the things I always say is that, you know, when when you sleep and one day someone calls you out of the blue and calls you for a $1 million contract, and you're like, What? How did this happen and the likes of it, and you start? But you need to understand that some of those things are as a result of being a thought leadership, right? So when people say those things, it's more of as a result of being a thought leader in their, in their field. So, which means that one way or another, someone somewhere found their content, you know, liked it, digested it, saw the person as a knowledgeable person in this area, and felt that, oh, I must find this person to work with. Jonathan, so. There are different ways to do that. You can, um, what do you call it, write on um, on Medium, have your own blog, um, what do you call it? Even LinkedIn has, you know, the, um, what they call it, the, the content part of it, the article part that you can always push out articles on LinkedIn, right? And then that could go to, you know, different connections and things like that. And you can also strategically use LinkedIn also to, to target potential people that you want to, you know, you want to assess their their, their um, opportunities, you know, their global people that you want to assess their opportunities, right? And then when you put out content, you know, they get to see it. So once in a while it falls on their on their on their on their timeline, they get to see it, and then they start to see you as a thought leader. Right. You could also use YouTube videos, you could use podcasts, right? So you could do YouTube videos educating people. And you can do podcasts as well. Now, interestingly, some of these things I'm mentioning happen to also be things that you know, if you're going for a global talent, for example, um, visa, you would um, what they call it. You would originally be asked, you know, to submit those type of evidence, right? Like articles you've written, videos you've done, podcasts you've done, and things like that. So it's important that when you do those things, right, you start to attract the right set of people. Right. So the best way, and what I'm just gonna, you know, focus on and, and also end with is the importance for you to um, what they call it to to be out there, right? You know, through be a thought leader, right, in, in, in your in your field by right? by giving out free useful, helpful content, right? Even by um even even being a mentor, a tutor, a coach you know, at training companies, you know, say, oh, I can talk to your students about this. I can train your students about this, you know, and get those opportunities to talk to people about what you do. When you do that, you document it, right? So documenting is very, very important. You know, you add it to your CV, you add it to your profile. Oh, I spoke at now, I mean, I spoke at us now in 2022, right, and things like that. So you want to, um, what they call it, try as much as possible. Get as much opportunities, document it, uh, do things pro bono. You know, don't just focus on the on the money. The money is important. The money is going to come when you put yourself out as a thought leader, right? In fact, you realize that people will not price you, right? People would, you would tell them your fee is this amount, and they will do that without hesitating, because what? They've seen that you know what you're doing. You, you know your onions, you are a talent, you know, and you are one that, you know, should be given as much opportunity as possible, right? So, so you, want to, um, you want to do that, right? And in doing that, don't forget, ensure your CV is always up to date. As you achieve, you update. As you document, you update your CV, your portfolio, your profile on LinkedIn, and other online platforms that you might be on, right? Because it's very, very important. And ensure that you're, you are consistent across all your online platform. So you don't want a situation where your, your 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 one platform is saying X Y and then the other one is saying dead Y, right? You want both to be saying X Y X Y. Do you understand? So it's very very important so that nobody is thinking or doubting or or become skeptical about your ability to be able to uh, your honesty, your integrity right so it's very very important that you in in doing that it's very 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 critical right now there are also a lot of platforms right that you can deliberately create your profiles on in order to be able to access a lot of opportunities depending on what you do for example if you are a no-code person right there is a there are there are sites where you can um, put yourself up as a no-code person if you're a wordpress developers, they are, they, are, they are freelance websites that you can go to. You have Fiverr, you have Upwork, you know, and the likes of them. So you want to also put yourself on those platforms, right? You know, and on those platforms, you have to show your, your, your portfolio, you have to be deliberate, and you will be so surprised how you would attract um, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities, right? I, I hope that I've been able to, you know, share uh, a lot with you guys and you've taken notes of some of the things I've said in this, in summary, I spoke about the need to focus on results. I spoke about um, doing pro bono work, right? as a way to do things outside your current occupation, right, your current job, right? Contributing to other people. I spoke about documenting your achieve, achievement, right? And building a portfolio, right? And then I spoke about being active, being out there, being in the media, spoke about being a thought leader, right? And I hope that, you know, this helps you as you plan to uh, assess and attract uh, global opportunities. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Please, can we give a digital applause? Thank you. Thank you, Toby Ashende. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. One of the points that eats me is, if I Google you, what comes out on Google? (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) But thank you for sharing. Documenting, yes, I'm taking note of that. I should document and be a thought leader. Contribute your knowledge. And then be consistent on all platforms. Instagram should not be saying one thing and LinkedIn should be saying another. Those points were for me. Thank you for sharing. We really appreciate. Thank you, guys. I hope you've been able to learn one or two things. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please stay online. We still have questions coming up and then we have panelist session soon. So we'll be introducing our second speaker, Asha. Asha Adeni. Asha Adeni is a CEO of EasyPay. Please give me a few seconds to share what
2: they do in EasyPay. So, yeah. Okay, so Asha
0: is the co-founder and CEO of EasyPay. EasyPay is a Nigerian technology startup that, that is growing rapidly. It has been endorsed by some of the world's most prominent venture capitalists, including Y Combinator. Asha has a BSc in food engineering from in food engineering and has received certifications in model thinking, business strategy, and social psychology. He's also a recipient of the Mandela Washington Fellowship Award with a digital club. Please, let's welcome Asha Adeniye. I'm not seeing the digital club, guys. Let's welcome him. You're yeah, welcome, Asha. Are you here?
2: Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Thank everyone.
3: can you morning. hear me
2: very well?
0: Yes, we can.
3: Okay. Um, just navigating. Um, my network has been very hectic. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, our previous speaker. I also learned a lot. I mean, I had to do some of those things myself. So, thank you, Toby. Um, thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Okay. Just give me like um. A minute to just set myself
0: up and then... Okay, okay. All right, Um. so while Asha is setting up, I believe of taking notes. If you haven't, go and Google yourself and see what you can find. I hope you've not nice, so insulted the politician and that's what he's showing. Be intentional and that's what Toby taught us. Let's be deliberate. Let's take ourselves out there. Yes, I know we are shy. we are humble, yeah or take yourself out there, so that you can position yourself. Okay, Asha, are you ready for us? Okay, Asha is still trying to set up. So Toby also mentioned that your CV should be up to date. Please ensure you do that. (laughs) I'm sure I'm a victim of that too. Ensure you update your CV. Document everything. If you have to take pictures, ensure to do that. If you have to take videos, if you have to write it in a journal, just ensure you're documenting your progress, you're documenting your success story, no matter how little they are, ensure you're documenting everything because you never can tell where you need them. So, Asha is ready for us. Welcome back. Hi.
2: Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you.
0: Um, can you hear me and can
3: you see me?
0: Yeah we can hear you clearly and we can see you.
3: Okay. All right, thank you. Um I'm excited to be here and to share um a little bit um with us today. And um I think um the organizers host no thank you for inviting me. Um you mentioned that I should share from um, a, the business perspective, so how you can position yourself to attract um, global uh, global opportunities. <laughs> I think a bit of background is um, just for the uh, audience so that um, you probably just have like an idea of maybe some of the reasons why the organizer said I should um, talk about it. So, I've been fortunate to um, have not just the US government through the Department of State um, giving us an award for um, doing some bits in b- the business world here in Nigeria, but also by the UK government. Um, I've also interacted and secured a number of investments from. Um, investors from canada new zealand usa and uh, china so and obviously prominent amongst um, all these investments is um, endorsement and investments from white um, combinator so um this morning we'll just be talking about for some of us that are in business or will be looking to go into the business how can you position yourself for um, some of these opportunities, you know, um, and I think that one of the things I'll start with is, you know, my first part, my first, my first job was um, I worked closely with the chief marketing officer of uh, Coca Cola for five countries, and I remember there was a redo one day. He sort of has that as an app for asking questions um, relating to marketing because you know. He is a marketing guru in Nigeria, so he came to me one day and it was like, uh, we're talking about positioning and obviously you know that uh, positioning is one of the vital pieces in marketing, right? So it was like, what is positioning um, according to the Coca-Cola model? Coca-Cola prides themselves as one of the foremost marketing firm in the world uh, after Nike or compare themselves with Nike too. And it was like, uh, what's positioning? And... Um, we're giving different answers you know blah 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 and um you wanted something simple and if i can remember correctly he said something like uh positioning is how you want to be seen in the market right how do you want people to perceive you in the market and how can you position yourself to be that thing you know and obviously if you have listened to toby you'll find out that everything he has said is exactly that how do you want to be seen in the market because that's how people will see you, you know, and perception is reality, you know, that's why uh, marketing is very vital. And when I talk about marketing, I'm talking about branding, you know, I'm not talking about skills here. I'm talking about um, marketing regarding branding, perception, positioning and all those things. So, um, so in this regards to, you know, I want to um, share how can you, what so the first step is, how Do you want to be seen in the marketplace? You know, how do you want to be seen in the marketplace? Because obviously, all of us are in the marketplace, and um, if you want to ant- attract you know ants very quickly, it's a no brainer to let um, sugar lie around, right? So, the question is, what is your own sugar or what's your own honey? You know, that kind of stuff. So, what do you want to put around? What do you want to lie? Uh, on the floor, so to attract the right, you know, opportunities, and opportunities are what you need, you know, to scale higher. So I think the first thing I would say is that um, um, I'll start with what I usually start with when I'm talking to people about global opportunities, and you can only attract who you are to get, so, and who you are is a function of um, your dreams right um your dreams so what what's what are your own dreams personal dreams you know um let's 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 take fear away right let's let's fear is there i mean for some people and for for some people you know fear regulates their decisions but we all have fear but it doesn't have to regulate all our decisions you know so um i think the first question you now need to ask yourself is you know what is my dream in the business world what do I want to do what do I want to do with this business of mine with this problem I'm solving you know I started solving this so if probably the problem is um um probably you are in the baking industry so you bake cake probably for maybe children so you pick cake for children between one and maybe five or one and ten you know so you're probably solving. You have a, probably there's a problem around cake for this kind of families. So you're trying to solve a problem around that, right? So what is your dream? Having started that business, yeah, you started from you know the small stage, you the conceptualization, execution. Now you started day one. Now day one hundred, and we say day one hundred. What is a dream, right? Day one thousand. What is a dream? Day five thousand. What is a dream? So. Uh, one of the ways to um, kind of regulate your dream is to regulate it with history and with future predictions. Okay, so what I mean is that what has happened before, who has achieved what you want to achieve before, all right? So that's one of the things, that's how you can regulate your dream. So what has been in industry and succeeded either, either in Nigeria or in the US or in the UK. That's how you can validate your dream and see how big you can become. That's how you can actually tinker with different ideas and say, oh, yeah, I can actually sell this online. I can actually sell this digital. I can just focus on water because of my market. Oh, wow, someone did it like that in India and became maybe a $100 million company or a $1 billion company or whatever. So you want to just have a dream because that dream is actually the first thing you know, like I said, you attract who you are, and you who you are is a function of your dream. So that dream would attract people. You know why? Because you start talking, you know, re, um, in relation with the dream. Um, quick, I do, I, it just occurred to me that, you know, there is this um, biblical story we all know of of Joseph. Right, Joseph had this dream and kept having the dream and kept telling people. But obviously, the people that I was telling were not, um, um, didn't really matter or were were, uh, not the right set of people to share the dream with, right? But that's what happens when you have a dream and then you are sharing with the right people. You know, the right people will propel you, you know, the right people will give you the required resources and um, the required energy you know, to jump up and to achieve achieve those dreams. So it's very important, you know. Um, it's like David telling, David in the Bible telling his, um, his, his, his warriors, oh, let's go and fight this battle. You know, and he's showing them how to fight that battle. And they believe and they go and fight the battle and they conquer the land. You know, it's the same thing. So you need to uh, the, the thing that can change your language, that can change how you talk and uh, how you prepare for the future is your dream about tomorrow. And when I talk about this dream, see, I'm not talking about the dream in a motivational perspective now, because I'm in the business world and I do real business. Real business means you are making money and you have to make money. So I'm not talking about motivation here. I'm talking about what this business can achieve in terms of your most important metrics. So your most important metrics can be, should be revenue. Anyways, eventually it has to be revenue, right? Uh, But sometimes you can start with maybe number of customers. You can start with your penetration. You can start with market share, depends. Right, you can start with maybe um, uh, revenue through advertising, or the number of advertising, or the number of uh, users, or the number of downloads. It depends on what your most important metrics are, but eventually, your most important metrics must lead to revenue, right? So, you want to find out okay, so who has achieved this um, this kind of metrics, and how can I achieve it in my client? Because that is what we make um, the most sense, right? So, it's very, very important that. you kind of define what that vision is, what that dream is, because it matters, you know, it defines who you are. That's 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 what I literally, literally ritually defines who you are, because it defines, you know, it's it's it uh influences your communication, it influences your preparation, it influences the decision you make, it influences the type of friends you keep. And then excuse me, it influences opportunities you watch out for right so and that's what we're talking about today because um i see a lot of people uh apply for several things but you already know that there is a mismatch because there is a mismatch of vision between the person that wants to give the opportunity and the person that is applying for the opportunity right so you want to be sure right? Um, I mean, some of the things that I've done in the past, you know, and some of the opportunities that I have had in the past, I've been a, have been ai know that it has been a complete blend, a complete, you know, uh, blend of, uh, of the opportunity and my preparation because I was prepared for that vision and the vision met the person that can actually sponsor the vision. So, and that's what opportunity is because there is always somebody somewhere that wants to sponsor a dream, a vision and has the resources to do that. So you want to look out for that. Um, Also, um, in my note, I also noted that you can only make super progress on what matters to the world. So, um, and uh, if you think about that um, carefully, you know, you we are we, we we're not saying Nigeria opportunities, we're not saying positioning yourself for Lagos opportunities or Nigeria opportunities or Ghana opportunities or Africa opportunities. We're saying global opportunities, right? So positioning yourself for global opportunities. And what matters to the world, what matters to the uh, affairs of the world, I divided into two, you know, you have the economic world and then you have the human world, all right. So the economic world is what matters to the world in terms of economy right, what matters to, what will make the world move in terms of economy? So how can your, probably your business uh, position itself as uh, an economic, uh, um, what's it called? Maybe an economic opportunity, right? For someone to invest in or for someone to sponsor. Or we also know that there's a human world where you have the human rights, you have the uh, things like climate change, you have the things like uh, hunger, healthcare, education, and things that really matter to the human world, to the humankind, right? So that's how you can also position yourself in that respect, right? One of the things I've learned is that you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, especially if you are from this side of the world where, you know, um, a lot of the opportunities you need to uh, really make a difference has to come from the first world, because, you know, I mean, you can see the, the dollar to Naira today. So if you have dollar uh, today, you have, you, if you have a lot of dollars, then you'll be doing well in Africa because that's just how it is. So imagine someone giving you $10 million, imagine what you can do in Nigeria. So uh, if you can, but in this climb, you know, some things matter today, right? And you have to position yourself in that respect you can't say because you are in Nigeria this is what matters to you uh, this is how we draw our things in Nigeria and it's you you won't you know organize your business organize yourself to um, um, to act, be attractive, you know, because, you know, the key word is how can you attract ants, right? That's a key word we started with. So how can you attract these opportunities? How can you ab- attract investment? How can you attract people liking your business and sponsoring your business, you know? So I, I'm, I'm now saying that there are two ways you can do that. You can either position yourself to attract, uh, to attract investment through being economic, um, uh, what's it called? Maybe economy relevant, or uh, in the case of human, humankind relevant, or human rights relevant. Okay. So your business has to be, or your organization has to be one of these two. Okay. Your organization has to be one of these two. Either you have the very a very good governance structure, a very good um, they call it business continuity structure, a very good leadership structure, you know, a very good structure that just ensures that, oh, this business will not will not die. This business is focused. This business has a lot of traction. You know, this business is not a one-man business, it's not a one-man show, you know. So it's very important. Okay. Um, the other one is um probably an organization that has a mission or has values that, ha- that makes it look human relevant, you know? So you want to position yourself as solving a key problem, uh, you know, um, of the world. So it's very important, you know, to position yourself. And lastly, what I would say is I haven't done all these things. Okay. Having, as, I, I, if you have started executing as an entrepreneur, Uh, you've started doing the right things um, as an entrepreneur, you you have your vision and you're developing the vision because the vision is continuous, right? It's a continuous motion. And even if you have a vision for next year, it's still a continuous motion towards that vision, right? So one of the things that you want to do is to now look for those opportunities. Okay, so you now need to look for those opportunities, apply for them, position yourself in front of these opportunities, you know. Sorry, position yourself in in front of these opportunities and ask. For, uh, for them to hear you out, you know? Uh, either by writing the right application, because first, a lot of these opportunity has to do with application, or you send in an email, a code email to an investor, you know? So you have to also learn the rudimentary of doing all these things, okay? So uh, if you're, for instance, applying for um, a global opportunity, you need to read the criteria. You know, you need to be familiar you know, put yourself, and this, this is why there are several things that we've applied for as a business. And um, recently we only apply for things that we know that there's an assurance that we'll get it. And almost 100% we get it because we put ourselves in the shoes of those people that want to give out those opportunities and ask ourselves, what do they want or what would we want? right, what would we want? Okay, so because, and you will already know, okay, they're looking for certain kind of individuals, they're looking for certain kind of um, uh, uh, organizations, all right? So that while you're looking for these opportunities, you know, just uh, read those um, um, uh, application or whatever, read them very, very well, you know, and just go through them step one at a time all right um if like uh toby talked about the global talent for canada u.s and uk uh some of that i mean there's been for a lot of european countries like Luxembourg, portugal and all those things so you can read them and ask yourself, ask yourself all the necessary questions, okay? There was one opportunity I saw recently, and they said, oh, um, they will need uh, a detailed tax, a monthly tax returns to ascertain monthly income. And I already know, oh, this is not how it is done in Nigeria, you know? And I already know that, oh, that can probably, that will probably be a barrier, you know, for this kind of opportunity, you know? So just read through it. You know, sometimes it's not even as hard as a lot of people make it out to be, you know. Uh, So one of the things is when you look at for these opportunities, look at the one that resonates with you. Not all opportunities resonate. Okay. Look at the one that resonates with you. A lot of opportunities have money involved, have investment involved, has a lot of things involved. But look at the one that resonates with you. Look at the one that resonates with your organization, with how you believe your organization should be run. Okay. Uh, I can tell you practically that millions of investments we have been declined by our company because it's not just, and we're talking about millions of dollars, it's because it's not just aligning with the vision and values of our business, all right? There's a way we see the business, there's a way we want to build our business from Africa to the world, all right? And if you don't have this kind of investors that believe in uh, Africa, you know, you would actually struggle, all right? so. One of the things that you want to look out for is you know the alignment of values between the opportunities and your business and you will be fine all right okay so those are the things that i have used personally there is no extra thing the only extra thing is just to be diligent in probably writing the email the code email to an investor trying to find out okay what does this investor like has this investor invested in this kind of business before What makes this investor tick? Or what made this uh, global uh, organization that is uh, requesting for application? What are they looking for? What kind of people have have they endorsed before? You know, that kind of um, diligence. That's the only thing that's remaining, okay? So you can, and if you are trying to find out how to be diligent, then you probably just Google, so just Google and find out, you know, the important things you need to know about the application and you see different materials online and then you can go ahead. Google is your friend. I tell people any question that you can answer with Google, I'm not going to bother answering you. So Google is your friend, okay? All right, thank you so much for this opportunity once again, now and thank you for listening to me. I've been able to share one or two things you know, that you can apply. If you have questions, we are still here to answer them. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure you guys have been able to note something. Yes, be diligent. Be diligent in writing emails. Be diligent in doing your pitch decks. Be diligent. Thank you so much for sharing, Asha. So I have a couple of questions and we'll be back to just joining. Please, let's go on a break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. I'm so sorry about that. Okay, so I have three questions for Toby and Asha. Okay, let me start with Toby. So someone said that the online consistent thing you mentioned can be quite hard for some of us. I like being goofy on IG, and my Twitter is for serious work stuff. Is that going to be a problem?
1: Okay, so um, for so yeah,
0: Okay, I think um, he's having a network issue. Please give him some minutes. Okay, so maybe I can relate to Asha's question first. Okay, so Asha, someone said, I plan to start a business, but I, I would love to know the things investors look at before they invest in a startup.
3: Uh, okay, so interestingly, one of my close friends called me yesterday to ask the same question. Um, so I think the, so there are different kinds of investors, right? Um, there is a typical Nigerian investor, which I am part of, I'm part of the typical Nigerian investor. <laughs> and we look out for different things. Um, Nigeria, the investor in Nigeria will look for maximum return, okay? Uh, maximum return on investment. So there are different things they look out. So they will look at the opportunity and say, mm, okay, this guy is just starting his business. How much of the business can I get? All right. So that's what a typical Nigerian investor will look at. out for. But we're talking about um, foreign investors, um, which you should, uh, if you can get foreign investors, those are the ideal investors that should be on your cap table. Um, what they look for is first the founders. Who are the founders? Do they have like track record of doing something good? And these founders execute um, this thing that they are saying because startup is hard. You know, business is hard, right? So they want to know, you know, why should we believe in you? Why should we give you money? You know, that's the first thing. The only reason somebody will invest in your business for the very first time at the early stage, which we call pre-seed or seed, is can we trust you with these funds, right? Uh, what story are you telling? Okay, so that's the first and most important criteria. So you have to be trustworthy. If you've had very bad press on the internet as a first-time founder, it might be very hard for you to raise investment. Okay. Uh, or you might raise, even when you raise it, you might raise very bad terms. Uh, the other thing they look out for is traction. Okay, nobody doubts traction. So if you have good traction, I mean, people want to jump on your business, okay? Um, so traction is very important. And measure the right things. Measure what matters. Like um, the guy says, measure the right things. If you are, if you, if you are supposed to measure revenue, and you are measuring number of customers, or you are supposed to measure the number of users, then you are measuring number of downloads. You are measuring the right, you do the wrong things, okay? So measure what matters. Measure the right things. And share your traction with investors. Traction move mountains. Traction uh, make you close deals very fast. You know, um, so those things are yeah the two most important things at the early stage.
0: Okay, thank you, thank you so much. Um, you were saying something about founders track tracking record of something good. So it means they should still document and have online presence,
3: right? Is that for me?
0: Yes, I'm just. Accent based on what you just mentioned now. You said um, investors look at the founders. They look at if you've done something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so,
3: yeah, you can, I mean, you can have online presence. Uh, I would, because I would say for me, I don't really have online presence. But you can have online presence. But it really doesn't. So for, for, for startups, uh, especially in the industries that are moving fast, what really matters is, so, for instance, if you you're starting a you're starting a uh, an Internet of Things company, right? And you worked for uh, Siemens, you are you are hardcore engineer for Siemens. You have a very good background, so there's a high believability that oh, this guy is going to execute, this guy is going to do get. But if um you probably maybe you work for Siemens, but you're a sales person. You might need to sell it harder you might say oh i know the best engineers in the industry you know the best engineers in the industry are working for me you know that kind of stuff right but if you are coming for the from fmcg and you're starting iot <laughs> that would be very hard man to get mm-hmm. so probably maybe you had a first degree in engineering or something but it will really be hard to sell to an investor that you're coming from fmcg uh, and you want to sell chips you know, so that, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. So just what would tell this investor that you are, but if you've built a business, I mean, if you've built, you've sold a business, you've had a very good exit, you know, that's also a good story to tell. So it's a combination of different factors.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. So back to you, Toby, the person said, did you get a question earlier?
1: Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Okay. So, so, really, you cannot, I mean, it's in true sense, it's not supposed to affect, but you need to have this at the back of your mind, that it's how you want people to see you. So if they're going to do research, if they're going to do their due diligence, right, Mm -hmm. and they go check your profile, do they want, do you want them to, do you want to appear as a joke or do you want to appear as someone that is serious? That does not mean that you should stop being yourself, but it's just you striking a balance between, um, how you use your social media platforms, right? Because they do tell a lot about, about who you are, the kind of person you are, just like, um, what Asha Asha said, which is the fact that, you know, if you are, if if anybody's going to want to, um, give you an opportunity, right? They're going to be looking at your, the kind of person you are, your profile, right? The kind of background, the kind of, uh, things you do. And so being deliberate about that, you know, can go a long way in actually helping you to position yourself.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Um, Asha, this is for you. Someone said, if I'm going to raise funds, do I, really to, do I really need to bother about values or I just take money from wherever it comes?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, nobody can force you to do anything, right? That's what even we founders talk about. But I mean, when you sleep in the police station, then you have to deal with it, right? Uh, when you have to uh, close your business down because you know you are no more motivated because uh, your earlier investor is not willing to um, sell some part of the share so that you can have more, so that you can be motivated as a founder, you know, then. It's something you have to deal with. And that's why we say, um what are the things that matter to you? But some people, they just want to get enough money to start another business, okay? Uh, they know that it's going to be hard to, uh, maybe they are coming from a very hard place, you know, and that those are part of the reality. So you feel like, okay, you know what? I mean, by the time I do my series B, probably I'll be left with less than 5%. It's okay. I'll just sell what I need to sell and Make some money and start another business. So some people are very real like that, and they deal with reality like that. Because maybe the next business to start, you know, obviously, if they are exiting well, they would start the next next business on a high note. So uh, it really depends on what your own reality is and what you want to do. Uh, but our advice that um, I mean, again, if you want to, if you want to have. Maybe at the early stage, you want to have peace of mind. Um, just uh, deal with international investor. Make sure you have, um, um, even if it's just you and your co-founders and maybe a mentor, just have a board that uh, kind of regulates what you do, okay? Um, just make sure that you have very proper good governance, okay? That will go, uh, oversight if you are the CEO. Try and have a good governance uh, for your for your company, not just from the CEO desk, but from the board level, you know. So you're accountable to the board, yeah, and that gives you some level of trust. So that can that can attract the right investors, even if you are not then looking at values, right? If you are not prioritizing values, values, then your board can even just advise you on what to take and what not to take, okay, and how to look at the deal. I I I agree that uh, business is not emotional. Is not a relationship right that's a personal relationship but obviously you don't want to um, be put on the bad side, bad end of things okay so um it really depends on you um it really depends on you but i think that i can't answer that question clearly if i don't have um, a number of factors put together but i would just advise that um, make a decision based on your own reality. Where are you and how can you secure the best investment that will move your business to the next milestone?
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, um, this is for Toby. He said, from what you mentioned, being out there, building your personal brand, how do I begin this? Because I'm really shy. Person is a shy person and want to build a personal brand how do they go about it?
1: All right, so um, thank you very much for that. Um, there, is, there are different ways that you can view the personal brand, if you're a shy person, so you probably would want to go more into things like podcasts or article, yeah. or content, content writing, content, um, putting out content in terms of written content, right, as regards to video, right? Uh, you know, in order to put your, in order to put yourself out there, right? But one thing I always advise people is, you know, for everybody, one way or the other, you have to also look at certain things that, you know, from yourself, you know, what do you need to uh, adjust personally on your, on your own person as well. So if, you know, if being shy is, you know, it's not going to get you to where you want to get to, then it's also important that you, you try to. Uh, I'm not saying you should change your person, but you try to look at how to work with, walk around it, right? But however, you can always obviously, um, what do you call it? Explore other options that do not rely on your face or you being there talking to people, right? Uh, as a means to still um, achieve the goal, like uh, writing content. So you can have a medium for, a uh, um, put, put out articles, you know, thought leadership articles, put out uh, what they call, you could also do podcasts, which doesn't require you to face a large audience of people, right? But yeah, but it's always good to try as much as possible to do some things that you are typically uncomfortable with. So for example, I'm actually a shy person, but I've, over the years, uh, what they call it, being a shy person.
0: Thank you, you don't look shy. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, so Asha, someone said if my business hasn't been keeping proper records for a while, how do we do due diligence with investors?
2: <laughs>
3: um, so you already know what due diligence is, did they? So usually when you're for people that um don't know, usually when you are raising money, um, there's usually what's called the DD room and um it's just an, a drive an online drive maybe google drive or dropbox where you put your um statement of account financial statements structure um your npr a- everything about your business uh the, the person knows the answer to this question okay <laughs> the answer to the question is you go and get your data now go and get your data because how do you have to sell your business? If you have been in business for a while, like you've been in business for a while, and <laughs> I get your business, you probably you need to tell us about your traction. We need to see evidence of your traction. Um, some of the things you can also use is um probably screen grabs of your backend, you know, to show evidence of traction. You know, um that's your CMS, that's your dashboard, you know, to show evidence of traction. Um, financial statement, get an auditor, financial auditor to audit your accounts and prepare financial statements. Since um, your chartered accountant and can as well be your auditor based on the financial act that was passed in 2020. So they can do both for you. Uh, what else do you need? You need probably stories from a list of your customers. You need a list of your customers. You should have that already. So it's not hard, you know, details of your customers so that if investors wants to talk to, want to talk to them, you know, they can talk to them, uh, you know, and some other details that are predicated on these basic ones, okay? So these are the basic, but from this basic data, you might, you can also have some other data analysis, okay? But um, you, you don't necessarily need it if you are raising precede or seed round, especially when you're dealing with uh, international investors so you bought obviously you will need your business registration documents your financial statements um your list of customers okay and um your evidence of revenue okay all right so that's it
0: thank you so basically document everything yeah okay um this is for toby I'm a back-end developer, but the major challenge I have right now is I don't have any certification to back it up. What should I do to kickstart a career in tech space?
1: All right. So um, two two suggestions. But the first one first, um, build a portfolio, right? Do more development, um, build a portfolio. Have that, and then that should be able to get you uh, to the door, if you need to get a job or get opportunities in that area, so you can show the things that you've developed, right? And, and that's what I would say is build a portfolio, probably do things and put in, uh, do some uh, paid or voluntary development for people, right? To build a portfolio for yourself, right? The second one would be simply um, go get satisfied, right? But so I always tell people also that your know, certification is one thing. Certification gets you the attention, um, but uh, your portfolio gets you the job. So you need to you need to understand that, right? So certification to so the have they play two different roles, right? Right? And sometimes even when you have a very strong portfolio and you put it out there, it becomes a lot much easier than you even. Um, becoming satisfied in the first place. So, I mean, at least coming from me that run a, a trading company. So that's the best honest advice.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Okay. So Asha, we have another question for you. The evening, I say, thanks a lot for the revelation and lecture. What are the strategies a business developer can harness in developing a business and gaining the right traction for a startup, especially in the e-commerce sector? Do I repeat that?
3: What's a key question? Okay. What, what does the person want to oh, know?
0: Um, how to analyze, how can a developer analyze strategies in developing a business and gaining the right traction for a startup?
3: I think the first thing is to, what is it, what problem are you solving? Do you get? Always think about the problem you're solving. Always think about the customer, okay? Okay, so let, let, let me let me give you this, okay? There's what, I know you've heard about what's called product market fit. Now, we've been on a journey where there is a product and there is a market. Now, first question is, your product, is this solving a problem? Now, if it's solving a problem, what market is this solving it for? And is the market big enough? okay so if your market is not big enough all right and you have to be very realistic then you got to move if your market is saturated you got to move okay um so one of the things that you want to ask yourself is what is e-commerce yes i mean but if you say you want to do e-commerce today are you doing the jumia way are you doing the konga way what is new okay uh, if you tell me that, oh, Jumia is not in Jaws, Jumia is not in Cardinal, Jumia is not in Katina, okay, maybe that's new, right? So what is just new? What problem are you solving? What's the size of this market that you're trying to solve a problem for? Be very realistic about the size of your market. Remember, Africans don't have money to spend, okay? The Africans don't have money. So that's the truth. So even if you are selling to business, you are selling to individuals, What's, what's the size? So, but if you're selling to a lot of people, right? Or if you're solving a major problem, then Africans can spend money. But if you're selling to uh, if you are competing with Jumia, you're competing. I mean, so the reason why I said Africans don't have money is look at um if you have time, we can't we can't talk about that now, but if you have some time, go and study the Um the business model of Jumia of Apple Music in Nigeria. I'm talking about in Nigeria, I'm not talking about Apple Music or Jumia outside Nigeria, talking about the major players in the markets, you know, Apple Music, Jumia, um uh was it Amazon Prime time or whatever. Do you get go study them and see their business model and see how much they are charging? Netflix, check how much they are charging and look at the size of the market. So if these guys were to start their business in Nigeria and they were charging this amount, will they be a billion dollar company just by this product, just with this product that they have? So that's how you start to rethink you know, the, the way you do business and how you think about your business and how you can enlarge your dreams and how you can expand your business outside the shores of Nigeria, because it's very important. Okay, so strategy is dependent on your product, market, maybe let's say roadmap.
0: Thank you. Um, Toby, would you like to add to it?
1: Um, yeah, so just like um Asha said, I think it all starts with the customer, your the pro the problem you're trying to solve. Uh, most importantly, you're trying to Uh, look at you're trying to understand where your your customers are you know so and how to communicate effectively with that customer right you know that's I'm, i'm coming from more from a marketing strategy point of view right in terms of developing business opportunities so you have to look at different angles of how you can you know, sell that e-commerce. So e-commerce is actually very broad. So you can either be an e-commerce marketplace or you can be an e-commerce that sells a particular types of product, right? So that type of product that you're selling, right? You can look at different angles, right? And be able to open new customer segments, you know, for it. So for example, if you are selling solar, for example, right? How do you, uh, you're selling solar, a particular segment could be business owners right and you have to look at it from the angle of um, what they call it cost reduction for business owners because that's what they care about right When you look at uh, for an household for example another segment or another uh, business segment would be co- uh, cost um, households right and then you're looking at that from more of a, more from the angle of comfort, uh, reducing your bills. Do you understand? And then that in itself, you can create a, a a strategy on how to communicate that, reach to reach out to this particular segment of uh, of customers a lot much easier. Now, if it's a marketplace where you are selling multiple multiple products, right? You still have to look at how to divide, you know, uh, those segments of of products, you know, and and do the same thing that I just spoke about in terms of looking at, okay, so what type of of people that would value this particular uh, product and why would they value it, right? These are questions that you need to answer and then use that to define, Oh, they would value it because they want to reduce costs. They will value it because they want to make more money, right? They will value it because this is their pain point, this is their desire, right? And I think, when you come from that angle, it gives a bit more um, clarity on how you should package your 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 solution to the right people.
0: Oh, well, thank you, thank you so much for that. So Asha has to go; he has another meeting. So I'll be directing other questions to you.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: Okay. So um, someone said I'm currently not in tech, but I want to get into tech because I know the opportunities are boundless. Please tell me how to do this without making too much mistakes, because I'm not really that young. Um, I think DMSI is here for you.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, OK, yeah, I mean, first inference, first, um, we are here for you. Uh, you can reach out to us. You can go to our website and, and, and learn more about us. Um, but um, to answer that question very well, I can see the question again. <clears throat> All right, so to, 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 to answer that question very I do well, want you want me to read it sorry? Yeah, no, no, I, I remember. If you want to get into tech, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's very, very important that you understand that, I mean, like anything you're learning new, it's not going to be easy, right? And it's going to require dedication, right? So that's something on a more realistic note that you have to put at the back of your mind. Now, the second part is you know, where you go learn it from, right? So I sure you're learning it from people that actually uh, practice what they preach, right? And most frankly, like any learning or any educational product, right? Your the success of it at the end of the day comes back to you, which means that how well are you ready to dedicate your time to learning, practicing, and even building uh, building yourself up with the skill that is required, Jonathan? and so so for me, I would advise that, if you want to go into tech, I mean, there's no better time than to go into tech today, now, right? And that you should also, um, what they call it. But however, you should know that if you want to be successful, you have to understand that it's a new field that you're going into. There will be challenges, and you would, you would, um, what they call it. You should be ready for that, and and be ready to to see it through. Now, the other thing I want to say is that <laughs> make sure you try. Make sure you learn um from an organization that will support you right that you will be able to go back ask questions if you need help that's very very essential because if you're learning tech for the first time you would actually have a lot of roadblocks along the way right depending on on the aspect of tech you're learning but you would always face some one roadblock or the other so you need to be able to ask questions and get help along the line
0: yeah that's very important. Thank you so much. So the last question, I'm sorry, um, Comfort, I'll get your question to Asha and we'll email the response to all attendees. So the last question for Toby, I've been trying to get an international I can, job- I can answer
1: that question as well actually. Oh, you
0: can, okay, let me do that. Okay. Um, okay, let me ask this one before the other one. I've been trying to get an international job in tech for a while but it's been very difficult because I get a lot of rejections. What do you think I'm not doing right?
1: All right, so it depends on on the the rejection, what what the reason for the rejection is, right? So you can be rejected because you do not, you are applying for jobs that require you to have some form of resident or work permit in a country that you are applying for the job with, that's one. Second of all, you are applying for a job, right? And they do not, so it also depends on the point where you get rejected. So if it's that you are getting rejected once you send your CV, then you need to go back to look at your CV. Maybe you need to add more of the projects in clear achievements of what you've been able to do, right? Um, to apply for. You also need to look at the kind of job and understand the real requirement that they're looking for. For those jobs, so it's not, it's not. I mean, I, I mean, I no disrespect to uh, Nigerian businesses or whatever, but there, there is not. You don't. I've I've seen all Nigerian um, job seekers in general. I've seen CVs of people that, you know, you are applying for a digital marketing role and you send your CV and your CV is still showing that you did sales executive in three different places and does not have anything reflecting that you just acquired a digital marketing skill or that you are doing digital marketing, right? I've seen that a lot, you know, so you might be able to get away with it in Nigeria and still get caught for interview. Generally, but um, in more of those developed worlds or those global, I would call it, your CV content matters a lot. In fact, there are formulas, you know, that even when it comes to interview formula, the star formula, right? Uh, I can't remember what it's fully really called, but you can Google it, star interview formula, right? So there are formulas on how you should answer questions and there are, there are ways you should structure your CV. So they want you to be able to highlight your, your key achievements, you know? So I worked in this place, this is what I did and then these are my key achievements, right? They want to be able to see some of those things on your CV, right? And and most importantly, also, they want to also know that you have a portfolio, you have something that you can show that you can do, right? So if you have a portfolio, put a link to it in your CV so that they don't even have to ask for it. They can go check it out and become impressed even before they get to know you. Then for um, my last point would be read through um, the job that you're trying to apply to, ensure that that job is an 100% remote job, and is a job that does not require um, what they call it permit, work permits, right? Which means they are happy to hire people from anywhere from the world. Do you understand? That's another thing you have because I've seen a lot of people apply, 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 just say remote, you just apply. But some of those remotes are actually tied to you being in that country where that job is. You understand? So you have to, you know, uh, make sure you read the requirements very well, right? In order to be able to make uh, the decision on w- which company to apply for or not. Or any period of the time where you get rejected from um, submitting your CV, you need to look at your CV. You also need to look at the jobs that you're applying for. If those jobs initially are suited for you in terms of work permit and things like that. Now, um, if you are rejected, after you've been invited for an interview, then you definitely have to work on your interview style. Now, it's not, you know, like again, you, you go for an interview in Nigeria and, uh, and they ask you a question, you give like two lines of answers, right? Um, in this one, they want you to be a bit more detailed. They want you to actually, actually follow a formula, right? You know, talk about the problem, how you solved it, know and then point to some proof that okay i mean there's a staff formula anyways go go look at go go do a google research on, on on the staff formula for interview process right and then be able to get um your uh be able to answer um interviews more more clearly and more better so so yeah so that's that's it
0: okay thank you so much we still have few questions please pardon us We'll be running, no later. problem,
1: that's fine.
0: Give us a few minutes. I hope you can help us with these questions. Okay, yeah. um, as a founder, you should be able to actually show investors as a founder that you are trustworthy. Is having a good online presence enough? I think Asha mentioned something about it earlier.
1: Yeah, so if I mean, if you want to show investors that you are trustworthy, right, um, an online presence is good. It, so, Having your your company books is good. Having some form of board to show that you are not just uh, waking up to make decisions, you know, and then going back to sleep, and then you wake up the next morning, and then you decide to, you know, uh, do anything you want to do, right? But having some form of board that you you know that uh, that guides some of the processes that. Um, what they call it is, is going on internally, right? That, that would show um, investors a bit of more confidence, right? Then also, you you also need to look at your founding team, right? So it doesn't have to be your co-founder, or whatever, but your founding team, uh, is also very very important. Your team. So what's the um uh what's the balance uh skill sets mix that they have, right? So like Asha was trying to explain the other time that if they're doing FMCG and then the next thing you want to do Internet of Things, you know, it might be harder, but if your team comprises of someone that is a tech person, you know, someone that is in in marketing and sales, someone that those people have track record, right? That can give investors a lot of confidence. Um, Due diligence, they look at the processes you have internally, your policies, um, they look at, you know, if you've been able to do something successful before in the past, your history and all. So that's why, you know, in as much as, you know, we want to be who we are, we also have to learn to be a bit very, very deliberate on the thing because everything does matter. You'll be so surprised something you did three years ago, right, can actually either make or mark an opportunity that you have today. You understand, so you want to try to be very, very conscious, and and um, I mean, and, and ensure that you are you are doing the right thing at um, as much as you can.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. That was accurate. Thank you. So two more, and we are out. We are so sorry, our attendees. No for you. How do you get investors for your products? Are there events you attend to meet them?
1: Oh yeah, so there are, there are a lot of investors events. I, in, I was in one last night in, the, in, in London. Um, there are a lot in Nigeria as well. So um, you just, you have to go out there network. I think one of the first things you could do is go on Eventbrite, for example, and search investor business, whatever event, and then start to network, right? So typically you get, to, you get news of this um, event from other founders as well. So you need to start meeting business owners and other founders so that you can, um, what they call it? Start to get more of information on, on, on some of these things. You could also go online and say, I'll go on LinkedIn and search for VCs, right? Venture capitalists, right? And connect with them, introduce yourself, you know, and whatever they have, you know, some, some might even have um, what they call VC companies that organize, uh, meet and greets from time to time, right? So they can invite you um, for it. So you just have to be very, very strategic you know, in, in your approach on how you want to, um, to get to this. So you can use some of what I've just mentioned and that will be helpful.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. The last question before we call it a day, are there grants for businesses, that is people that will give money to business without requesting for equity?
1: Well, there are always grants uh, you know and grants are typically always tied to social good. so uh, if you have a business that is making impact right there there are different grants for it there are even grants that just help businesses grow personally right there, there are a lot of grants you know out there you have to obviously um, you know use um, set for um search for some of those grants right um i'm trying to remember the name of a platform where you can actually see grants but if i remember i will probably share it through us now now but, uh-huh. but yeah so but yeah they are they are what they call it you can always i think the site is called Oppo- opportunity now i think so but i i will, I will confirm right so yeah so if you If you want, there there are different sites that show that gives grants and you can always apply to those grants. If your business is in line with their requirements, I mean, for women focused businesses, there are quite um, significant number of grants that are available for, for female led businesses.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. We are so grateful to have you here. Thank you for sharing and thank you for being part of our show. I hope everyone here has been able to learn one or two things. Please, let's give a digital round of applause for Toby. He has really been helpful, and he has done justice to most of the questions. If you have further questions, please send it, and we will email it to him and get feedback. Thank you so much, Toby Ashendi. Our team is grateful. We are so glad to host you. We hope you'll be able to attend to our invite if we need to next time.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you very
0: much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I hope you have been able to learn one or two things. The video link will be shared with you soon. The audio will be shared as well, so you can go through it. You can, If you need to ask questions, you can chat our speakers. You can reach them on their pages. You can reach them on LinkedIn. You can reach them on Instagram. Both of them are very active on, on LinkedIn, so you can easily reach them. So yeah, today, this is the end of webinar for Host Now Now Activate November edition. Thank you for joining. Do have a great day. And we hope that it will take, you've taken one or two points that will be useful for you. Thank you so much. Toby, thank you once again. Do have a great day ahead.
1: Thank you. Bye.
2: All right.